Hello everyone, welcome to Marketing Meanders with Sally and Sam. Today we're talking marketing at the strategic, operational and tactical levels, part one. What do they all mean? How do you set a strategy? What is strategy? What's the difference between the strategic, operational and tactical level? Everyone talks about strategy and being strategic. What do they mean? Do any of us know? And what relationship does this bear to the people who work in your teams? How they interact with each other? How they plan? How they know who does what? When? How? Where? How you know what you're doing? How you know what you need and who you need in terms of resources for your marketing? How does it all come together? So many questions, but hopefully a few answers as well. Have a listen and see what you think. Enjoy. Well, hello. Welcome to uh, another meander, marketing meander with Sally and Sam. Today, we've got a, a, a very interesting, well, it's always interesting, isn't it? But I think in particular, right today, we were talking about um, the strategic, operational and tactical levels of marketing. So that includes uh, planning, setting grand strategy, the operational uh, resources and support of implementing that strategy and the, the tactical application on the ground at the coalface of of making campaigns happen and uh we've got already some interest well we think again we think interesting we hope you think this is too but uh, we know interesting we know we know it's definitely interesting uh around this and 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 how it actually plays out in um how it's played out in our experience and what we've seen from others and then interested to hear how how others are um uh, living through this in terms of you know recognizing what is strategy what is tactics what is um operational so i was thinking first of all sally if we want to look at if we're looking at this in three levels from strategy at the top operational in the middle and uh, tactical at the bottom strategy is potentially the most overused words in 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 human history perhaps in the last 10 years perhaps 20 years particularly in marketing it's horribly overused but what is it in your in your own words what would you say in marketing context what strategy is I'm going to start its description with a negative. A strategy is not a marketing plan. It is not the tactics you are going to use to get people to buy your product. That is not a strategy. A strategy is the bigger picture and it has a longer lifespan. So a strategy is effectively going to make it possible for you to make your marketing plans work. So a marketing strategy is going to be is based on and absolutely bound up with your company's value proposition. So what your company is, how it believes it's going to behave, your brand building activities. So it is all the strategy is your brand. That's what it has to encompass. And then the big picture of messaging and activities. So what voice are you going to use? Um, What systems are you going to use to get your message out there? And actually strategy, the reason it's long term is that it's going to also going to incorporate plans you may have for change in your business. So are your is your marketing team going to become agile? So are you going to have to change all those processes? And that's part of your marketing strategy. Are you going to improve the alignment between sales and marketing? And that, again, is your part of your marketing strategy. Um, This strategy has to have budget, just like a marketing plan. It's going to have to have a budget but it's not detailed tactic budgets. This is the budget around, as a strategy, we need a new CRM system. 
that's part of your strategy we need to have the marketing team to be trained on how to become agile that's part of your strategy and you need to budget that in and this budget maybe over several financial years. So it's a much bigger, wider picture. That's what strategy is. It's the long-term view of what you're doing and it's there to give an absolutely firm foundation to all your plans. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and it, it's interesting because I, I, I think there was, um, I, I've uh, had uh, in my notes in preparing to talk about this, there's been various things that I, references I've drawn to. And one thing that struck me in particular strategy from the marketing marketing perspective which is obviously what we're talking today and about today and what you've said is absolutely spot on and it's interesting to because i i i also think when as you say there's certain things which make you think okay that is strategy as you say the brand you know the, the overall the big picture and people quite often sort of in their minds try to it's one of those things i quite often come back to and you almost have to remind yourself as you go along is what i'm doing strategic or is what i'm doing tactical or operational what where is it and where does it sit and, and for me, it's um, there's this other um, uh, podcast which I, I listen to about World War II history, which seems totally related, uh, with Al Murray and, and, uh, and James Holland. We have ways of making talk, and they're always talking about, um, obviously from the military perspective, you know, strategic, operational, and tactical. Yep. And the fact that we'll get to this, obviously, people don't talk about operational enough, and they always talk about it from the tactical, on the ground, what's what happens, you know, the personal experiences of actually doing the fighting rather than the grand strategy that you know the painting the big picture yep. around what's what what you know what, what our overall objective is and and in a company perspective um yep. you know enough i don't i don't think we enough talk about well what is the the overall big picture of what we're trying to achieve so when we talked the other day about you know simon sinek and the um you know what we're not it's not what we do it's why we do it we've clearly got a connection there, haven't we? With overall, our strategy has to embody, yeah. we, we want to change the status quo, like you say, with, with, with Apple Mac, and therefore, everything else comes down from that position, doesn't it? Yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly where strategy comes from. There's some other really good quotes, because um, it's very difficult to, you have to make sure that your plans link to your strategy. So there's no good having a strategy saying you're going to be marvellously aligned to your sales team if then you do plans where you, and you don't tell the sales team what you're doing. So your strategy is a plan to make your plans work and they have to talk to each other. They've got to be enmeshed in each other. So you, what you shouldn't have is have your marketing director doing the strategy and keeping it secretly in his desk drawer, his or her desk drawer, and then all of the marketing team making plans over here and they don't know about the strategy. And I have seen that happen, that people have a strategy, which is ethereal and wonderful and mysterious and nobody knows where it is. And then all these poor marketeers are desperately beetling away, digging their plans into holes because the strategy doesn't support them. So mm. you've got to have a, a fluid flow from one to the other. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and it's something I know we wanted to, definitely address about the you know the, the linking of the levels so i'll probably sort of park that and cultivate the whole section of a bit but as we said about the crucial thing about the you know um the, the communication about well what a what is it you know so really everybody should understand what the strategy is and then this also comes down to 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 roles and then who's setting out the strategy i mean in a great and flat organization where everyone's contributing towards the strategy i mean i think if you talk if you you look at the scale of these things as well. So you look at, well, if, is, the, is this a strategy, a grand strategy for a large, large blue chip corporate, or is it the strategy for me and my 
I don't know, my handbag business, let's go back to handbags again. Exactly. My handbag business, my strategy is, you know, I mean, to, to be the, 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 the best purveyor of Cotswold handbags and, and to, you know, make people's lives, enhance people's lives with, with you know, looking great and feeling good yep. because they've got a brilliant handbag. And I'm going to do that through sourcing the best quality material, uh, taking my time and, and creating small numbers of boutique handbags and selling extra goo with them, you know, so they're top quality and they maintain top quality. All those things which I encompass in my brand and my top level there. But if I've got then two or three people working with me, if I've got a, perhaps I'm the owner of the business and I've got two guides who, who, who make the handbags with me and I've got a, a marketer from an agency working on the marketing for me and my website person and, and my, my, my procurement and distribution person perhaps on a small yep. scale, you know, making sure all those people understand what it is I'm trying to achieve with my strategic intent, yep. operationally supporting me in the middle to then make sure that all the bits and bobs, all the doing is supported and, and everybody knows, everyone's on board and knows where, which direction we're heading in, like rowing a, rowing a boat. There's so many analogies. I could, I'm just... Exactly. No, you're <laughs> right. And strategies are not carved in stone. It can be people, it can feel that they are because people say, oh, we are going to become the best handbag maker in the world, full stop. And they've carved that in stone. Well, actually, yes, we hope you are. But at the same time, you might then discover that actually over time, we're going to be it might change to be we're going to become the best handbag maker in the world for people who particularly like purple handbags so it might change over time strategies are like plans they should be able to flex and have some growing space you also need to make sure that your marketing strategy is really really closely linked to your commercial strategy so if part of your if your finance director says brilliant because part of the financial strategy is that we're going to increase our revenue, our income revenue stream by 40% over the next two years. And that'd be very important. Your business, your marketing strategy has to be able to complement that and make sure that part of your marketing strategy is to have a relationship a kind of with a new goo producer. And you're going to wind yourself into that goo producers, marketing plans and strategies. So you need to be able to absolutely be on side with all the dangerous bits of silo that happen in companies. And finance is a big one. Mm. Because if your, if your budget gets cut, if your tactical plan marketing budget gets cut, that will almost definitely mess up your strategy. Mm, mm. so you it, it's not it's not a little carefully protected bubble your strategy it's going to be influenced by everything around it yeah yeah and as you say that that adaptability and that you know every good strategy should have that that flex in it so that you are you're trying to achieve something but i mean and it's also i think it, it's recognizing the boundaries isn't it I mean, i've written something down here about it's sort of un understanding what supports your strategy and what doesn't and and which strategy you're thinking about because yeah again this could become very confusing the way i describe it but the levels of strategy and 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 the 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 limits of it so effectively i can have a strategy for a campaign uh which is supporting uh my product strategy and this particular product i'm selling as part of the company which supports the overall marketing strategy which supports the overall strategy of the organization but it's almost that at different times we are all playing different roles and, and focusing on our kind of 
uh, you know, the, the parameters of, 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 of where a strategy lives and yep. then the, the operational resources I need to bring to bear to then deliver on the tactics which support the strategy, if that makes sense. So I think what you've said is really interesting because you're right, there are so many levels of it and that it makes it even more important to not make your plans or your strategies too opaque. Please, 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 <clears throat> there is no point having a strategy document which is 900 pages long because no one will read it <clears throat> well they will they'll read the first two pages and then go yeah right i'll come back to that yeah. and so basically no one will read it so you've lost most of your audience and that fl flow through between silos around your strategy won't happen because nobody's going to read it i know it sounds kind of um daunting but you really ought to be able to voice your strategy in five sentences mm. and if you can't it means either you don't understand it or you haven't it's not the right strategy because people have got to be able to remember it and absorb it and hug it they've got to love the strategy mm. and immediately think oh right i know how this plan fits into that strategy because it's point six i mean point four Mm. that's it i'm gonna go for that and that's what you've got to do so please don't write a 500 page strategy document which i have seen yeah yeah, yeah. i mean well as you say because it, it, it it's something that has to live in the minds of of the people in the team doesn't it, it it's yeah. like that you know i mean, like the old the old adage you know um saying about you know, that the church is not the building it's the or the mosque order or the whatever it might be is not the building it's the people that's and exactly it's very much right. with this it's the people and, and living in their minds because i think then that question so saying before about you know, understanding the question people should ask, particularly if you're in a management or leadership role is, is this in line with our strategy? Is this yeah. is what we're suggesting? Because someone can come up, you don't want to stifle innovation, but if someone comes up with an idea, great idea and says, well, we're making these handbags, but you know what? There's this fantastic thing we can do here, which is a, it's a brilliant online ordering system. And um, it means that people can buy, you know, can order up to 15 different products at a time and get it shipped out, you know, like then that same day. And you go, okay, is that in line with our strategy? So we're going to spend 20 grand on, on this new system, but actually um, we found out that this is, you know, high cost, um, you know, um, small batch. Um, yeah. We take most of our orders in this way, and this is the way we deal with it. This is all in line with our ethos and our brand and our, our actual ongoing strategy. And the resources we spend are mainly focused on producing the best quality handbags we possibly can. That's right. Do we want to divert into that? Is that in line with our strategy? And the only way to answer that really is if, as you say, you don't then go, I tell you what, let's all refer back to the 900 page document and just see if that's in line. Let's test. <laughs> yeah. It's more of a, it, it should be an, a, a, you know, a, a tacit thing where but intangible people just know if they've been around and exposed to it for long enough. Yep. And if it's effective, it's been communicated effectively and, and it's good, I guess, and simple enough to understand people go, Oh, that doesn't, you know, the gut instinct, that doesn't feel right. That's not in line with our strategy. That's, is it? that's exactly not our, right. our way. And I think that comes about in different ways. Like you say, you either sort of go, that doesn't feel like us or or in a more sort of uh you know if there's someone who's more the operational the finance side they say well yes fine but that's going to divert 20 percent of our of our retained um profits from last yeah, year that's exactly is that, right is that right um and but yeah. you've got to have that haven't you but in order to achieve that you've got to have a clear effective strategy which is well communicated and understood in the minds of your people isn't it really that's right. It's the understanding because it can be deeply rooted, but it's no good having it deeply rooted if people misinterpret all over the place. It's got to be really easy to understand and people ought to be able to voice it. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And because it's, it's interesting. I mean, I, oh, going back to my 
not, I'm not obsessed with this, but mil military and World War Two thing again, oh, where, you know, people, um, you know, so I just love my history. And people are going to this thing about, you know, where, where was it right for the Allies? Did, did they, should they have invaded Italy? Should they have invaded, you know, France earlier on? What should they have done? And, and then it was very interesting listening to some of the, um, the generals years after, you know, being interviewed in the 50s and 60s and saying, well, actually, this was our strategic intent and objective. And therefore, and then they just gave the answers about why this, this what we did supported what we were trying to do overall. So yeah. in, in the mind of someone who's at the tactical level, quite often we'll, we'll, we'll see, well, why are, we doing, why are we doing this? This doesn't seem to, to fit with, it would be the most effective thing we could be doing right yeah. now. But then you it say- It doesn't make sense. Exactly, it doesn't make sense. We say, but overall, but then if you see overall, the objective, the strategic objective is this, Yep. And you can understand why. I mean, it's like where you know your resources as a nation state. Do you do you spend like I mean, it's a ludicrous thing. What um, don't want to get into Nazis, I mean, but what, you know what Hitler did in, in in before the war. He he invested. He wanted to invest in a massive ocean going uh, navy because it was a more of a, a pet project around. Well, our strategy is to be project power globally, and you go great. Wow, it's amazing. One problem: you've got no naval bases, and you have very limited resources for producing <laughs> steel, and you don't have enough fuel to fuel mm. this amazing big navy, yep. which you going to send out there so they said well it, what they should have done is focus entirely on building u-boats and it's not very glamorous and uh, all the rest of it but actually if they'd have done that perhaps things would have been different but they they didn't get and again it didn't align with actually their overall strategy and it's that understanding again of, of why you're doing things and what you're really trying to achieve and i promise i'll move away from the military analogies now but um it's it, i think because so much in my my business studies degree years ago was a lot of original business thinking came from you know military and, and, and battlefield and understanding well how do you because everyone always talks about sun tzu of course don't they but it's 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 moving on from that into modern context but there are some very you know well-established kind of when you just stop and think about it for a moment it's the yep. same kind of thing you know you foot soldiers on the ground your you know your your generals and everything and and again it's communication and understanding what you're trying to achieve really isn't absolutely it? and being at work can sometimes feel like a battle indeed <laughs> so you know one has to and they are brilliant um, strategic and logistical thinkers they you know they've often been it's often been questioned now we're in this age of covid why on earth have we not got our military to help the logistics of maintaining it managing it keeping the the, the asset lines clear and all of those kind of things so I mean, that's what the military do well yeah yeah exactly and, and it, it's sort of it's it's also so having that understanding overall of what you're trying to achieve, but then also making, you know, you can make, say collateral damage around, you know, you, you focus at the moment, we're focusing obviously a lot of resources on like the Nightingale hospitals. Obviously they were set up like that. It just you yep. know, happened very quickly. That was where the need was seen. And, and, and you, you put the operational elements in there, which, and that's the thing. So often this operational piece, I and mean, I know if we'll move on to sort of the roles. Let's and move how on to that because that is out. a key part. And this is it, isn't it? It's understanding the roles and then also, the operational, the, the goo, the goo again, in the middle, the, gl the glue rather than sort of the goo that sticks together the strategic, you know, blue sky, top level thinking, you know, over what we're going to achieve, how you're going to deploy it. But then you can have the best strategy in the world, couldn't you? Which says you're going to make the most amazing handbags ever. And this is all the things we're putting in place to make that happen. And then the tactical go, yep, we've got all these people ready to build them, uh, make them. And then you go operationally we can't get hold of uh, the materials to build, to, to actually make them. And we haven't employed the people to come and make them. Exactly. And we don't have a factory. We don't have anybody that's expert in stitching leather. Yeah. Oh dear, what yeah. a shame. Yeah. You've that not... is an operational goof. <laughs> yeah. 
and and it's the unglam it's the it's often the unglamorous stuff isn't it but you can see in marketing again it's 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 the it's the finance isn't it like we always go back to it's the finances yep. and it's and it's the other uh resources that you need to put in place to to do the exciting exactly. stuff and the operational is it's not just about the people that are going to stitch the, le the leather together and those that are going to dye the leather and who is going, who are we going to transport it to the shops, et cetera, et cetera. And that is operational, but it comes down to probably the quite fine processes of what you, what order do you do things in? So, and this often gets forgotten. So we'll go, Oh yes, we'll put that aside. That'll be fine. But actually <clears throat> if the order of doing a marketing campaign has got to be, um, there's no good us marketing this this new handbag we've developed which has got 12 zips because we think that's delicious if actually your business has yet to buy the right colored the right colored zips to put in your handbags because if you've done a huge marketing campaign and actually the product's not there you've done things in the wrong order mm. and it's those processes that everyone goes oh that that will come right Mm. not mm. if you don't put a process plan in there and you really do have to put a process plan in there it's just like recruiting leads so if you do a lead generation program probably the first thing you need to do is absolutely nail where you're going to put those leads when you get them and what feedback they're going to get so where what how are you going to log them into your crm system are you going to automate an automatic welcome email that goes out to them all of those little mini processes are operationally key and you need to think about them sooner than you think you need to think about them yeah absolutely and as you say it's having those because that was exactly what i was thinking about the whole thing of a typical lead generation campaign where you've, you've, you've done beautiful creative and bang on message everything is working beautifully but unless you've looked at it in a process flow and say well why, why aren't we getting any customers and we've got all these hundreds of people who are expressing interest and getting to a point in the system in the plumbing uh, uh the funnel and then and then nothing happens and you're saying but why why is this not happening so well because you know poor old sophie's there doing you know a, an individual email to every single one of these 100 people and by the time she gets it back she's using her outlook and her inbox is full and and that's actually only 20 yep. percent of her job so she's not being put in place to do the responding in appropriate way and yep. then you might come back and then challenge and say well actually if we did have a crm system we may have a crm system but perhaps it's not got an e email integrated into it that actually speaks to the crm and perhaps there's no option to send automated emails which then also you've done the thinking because that you say it's the, it's the groundwork again isn't it the planning and preparation to say well when we get all these beautiful leads in who, who are absolutely correct then we know that they're on a welcome campaign email of you know three emails and we will grade responses on that so we get we'll work out who is actually even opening who are the bouncers the non-bouncers yep. how we progress people down there but if you don't have those operational pieces in place um so, at that stage then you're scuppered really aren't you really exactly it always alarms me when you find people go oh you can personalize this and you think terrific i can personalize my handbag i can have it put in sally's handbag on the outside that's very exciting however i've experienced having having said something's going to be personalized and then i've got it back and they've spelt my name wrong and you think oh dear I don't think I spelt my name wrong when I typed it in, but it means that they've got a process that's gone wrong there because somebody is sitting there and rekeying what people have typed in. Mm. Oh, they need to rethink that process and actually have to at least cut and paste it or do something where there's not 12 people rekeying it to make sure it goes on the product properly. So it's those little tiny things. And the only way to make sure it's going to, be, going to happen correctly is to test it. Mm. So have a sample customer and see what it's like being a customer.
yeah absolutely and that's the thing isn't it because it's, it, there's the two things establishing the groundwork of having that process in place and then looking at is it a is it working to, to test it does it work at all and then yes if it is working when you then got enough data to say could it be more effective because it almost always can can't it it's one of those things oh, you absolutely. continually come back to and say yeah. yeah that works really well but actually do you know what we only need to send two emails in that welcome email and we only need to do this and we or we do need to do more of this yep. to, you know, and technology, I suppose that's where the technology comes in, doesn't it? Where you say, great, this is exciting new widget. And again, does it help us in our strategy, strategy, yep. overall strategy at the operational level? Um, yes, this could perhaps, because it means, it, you know, that this personalization is, is a new thing that actually connects the email to the profile on the website. Then it can that's draw right. out recent activity to yep. put in there, you know, um, tailored content around the latest piece of news about, our, our, our new goo for the handbags yes, that's and, exactly um, right you know, um, all, all of those pieces where but again that's where i think sometimes you, you sometimes you think well technology is always going to be the answer but only if the technology is going to improve your operational processes but again you need to understand from the the the, the, the human perspective the team members what is it again that we're doing to, and trying to achieve yeah. here you know and how is this all supporting the overall you know um, objectives right. that we have and the overall is incredibly important because it process management is a really complicated thing to do because every single process is intrinsically linked to other processes there's no and if you if, if you suddenly think if you suddenly go oh we've got this new widget and i'm just going to shove it into this bit of the process plan the ramifications on the other processes is huge and you might find that you've broken the whole chain by just shoving your new widget, which looked so very sexy, but actually way down the line at the warehouse, they're now having to, oh my goodness me, because you've put this widget in, which means that um, personalization automatically gets connected to the handbags, it's broken it off from the delivery label. Mm. So now the warehouse has to rekey all the delivery labels. Yeah. And you need to make sure that your processes are properly done properly and you've tested them. Yeah, exactly. I mean, actually, I've got an interesting sort of related example to this, which is way back when I was doing uh, temping, I think I must have been, I think it's before I went off to university. So I, I guess it was in sixth form or something. So one of those great things where you sign up to to do all sorts of things and, and working in, in, in uh, all sorts of fields. And one of them was, uh, I'm pretty sure they've, they've gone bust now, actually, this company. I'm not, not saying this is related <laughs> to that. I, I think it was you. just the time, you know, and it is, uh, uh, but it was, uh, should we say, a, a heritage nostalgia uh, retail uh, shop which uh, was very large nationwide and um, I was involved uh, doing you know some data entry so I'd go I had to go to a local uh, business industrial you know commercial estate and 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 sit there with two or three other people doing data entry and it was I mean again this was a sign of the times I think because it was a, a piece where people had written on, in a catalogue they, they put their details in a catalogue with their address and postcode and obviously torn that off and then submitted it in a store which was then for them to be entered into a into the database you know okay. to then receive you know so it was quite early on i guess it's like email marketing and everything but and I, I suppose it's almost a bit unfair because i think at the time there wouldn't have been tablets there wouldn't have been ways in in no, at the time store. it was cutting edge exactly cutting edge to say gosh we can take your stuff here we can put it into a computer database pre-jgd gdpr and all the rest of it so <laughs> in many ways this is being unfair to me but i suppose it just demonstrates how I, th I think potentially when they did this originally, they, they either thought it wouldn't perhaps be as successful as it was, which is obviously good for them, but um, they, they just had, or, or they didn't think rather, they didn't think about how they were going to do it. 
because I there was like you know you could see that we were just being brought in all these teenagers being brought in suddenly to to sit at a computer and literally take from a bag of like a few thousand of these little slips you go in and you have to put into the database check the postcode oh. of course as every chance that I could have made mistakes and human error would yep. dictate that that's going to happen and so some people are going to be unhappy because they they won't get their their catalogue will be signed up to the mailing list but we basically had to just enter in the data into the database with the postcode and mr smith would like to receive you know emails from now on and and we had to do that then tear it up put it to the side and you yep. could see operationally it was very much like a oh shit what are we going to do we're going to have to you know we've done all this and we've got all these replies and unless we you know we, we made a promise that we will send these people information so let's get in all these little oinks yep. quickly to to do all the data entry for us and then we've got a database set up but it was that sort of i can imagine somebody said let's do this and then um and then they went oh bugger we, we now we're <laughs> there's so much to do <laughs> we don't have the staff to do it um yeah, so um but right. yeah i mean a good problem to have in a way i suppose but but still it's um it's interesting to sort of see uh you know when you have a prediction about well we'll do this and yes it's in line what we want to do but actually have we tested out yeah what it might mean in practice but i think you're so right it's making sure because we we do as marketers get all very swept up in the creative bit at the beginning and it's also terribly exciting and look i'm going to add music to this video blah etc etc and that's all very thrilling and we spend a lot of time doing that but actually what we possibly ought to be doing is then going down the warehouse mm. and saying Mm, look what 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 do your boxes look like perhaps i could perhaps i could incorporate your beautiful boxes and speak how wonderfully recyclable they are and how you only use you know this marvelous glue that can be re, re <clears throat> can be composted etc etc perhaps that's what i should be con concentrating on not the fact that i've managed to get some a beethoven classic overture all the way running all the way through all my marketing campaigns maybe that's not quite as key as it should be yeah exactly 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 i really do like saying the word exactly a lot don't i anyway that's the end of our strategy podcast for today we hope you enjoyed it and we'll be releasing part two very shortly so make sure you tune in for that you can also find us on twitter at meanders pod as usual or you can even email us, which is meanderspod at gmail.com. See you soon. Bye.